0: Hi, welcome to Turbcast and I, Alex Nevo, will be leading today's discussion. In this podcast series, we analyze and discuss the environmental problems that plague the DMV area. Today's episode is about water pollution. The Maryland government has collected and organized data about runoff, excess nutrients, algae, among other factors that harm wildlife found in our favorite streams, lakes, and rivers. Before we continue, what do you think is the most extensive pollution problem affecting the Chesapeake Bay? like the cause of these issues, um, you could, I could, if you'd like, I could list off the examples I gave before.
1: Can you give us multiple choice?
0: Uh, yeah, you can think of any others, but runoff, excess nutrients, and allergy are the ones I listed. And why do you think that?
2: One, I would say runoff, probably. I know Maryland is a huge farming area, and I know the Chesapeake Bay um the watershed has a large area, covers a large area of land, like water that run off, runs off into it. So I would think that that would be the biggest issue, but I have a feeling you might surprise me, so.
1: <laughs> I agree with you, Maya, and like for the same reasons. Also, I feel like um, towards eastern, like eastern Maryland and D.C., land is a lot flatter, a lot more downhill, more runoff. Um especially from areas like Maya mentioned, farming areas that are, I think, typically a little bit higher up altitude-wise. I'd agree
3: with those assessments. Maybe add on, like... Yeah, farming stuff, um, probably like sewage, something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Are
0: we it's, all wrong? You guys ready for the big reveal? <laughs> uh, it's actually excess nutrients. Uh, plant animal matter, including animal and human waste, uh, fertilizer, and even car and power plant exhaust all contain nutrients, and these go into the waters to create excess nutrients. Uh, now, my next question is, how do you think these nutrients are bad? Because nutrients are supposed to be good for wildlife, including us, right? So how would it be bad, you guys think? Any theories?
1: Well, an excess of anything is, is usually not too good. <laughs> um, I think the point
3: is balance. At least yeah, it's, it's probably bad. disrupting the ecosystems of, you know, are the bodies of water nearby. Yeah, I
2: mean, I know from like a biology standpoint, having too much of a certain nutrient um, can cause like mutations and other types of like stuff to grow in the water. That's probably not what you want. Also, Uh, you mentioned like
1: car runoff, which might actually have nutrients in it, but I don't think that necessarily means that the nutrients are actually good for our ecosystem.
0: Yeah, so you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, When these nutrient sources are not controlled, excess nutrients find their way into groundwater, creeks, rivers, and eventually the bay. These excess excess nutrients lead to an overabundance of algae, which blocks the light for plants. And when algae decomposes, it leaves harmful bacteria uh, to wildlife inside that body of water. So it's kind of both excess nutrients and algae because one leads to the other. Uh, do you guys have any other ideas of what causes this pollutions other than the ones I listed? Like excess nutrients, what do you think causes them in Maryland?
3: I don't feel like we have a lot of fracking here or anything, you know. Um, I don't think we have valuable, like, oil at least, but maybe if there's mining for other resources somewhere that could contribute. And uh, I recently learned that you're not supposed to wash your own car because apparently all the little chemicals from your cleaning supplies usually do end up in the water. So that's shocking, but I don't really know what else is contributing.
0: So you guys actually mentioned most of it <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> uh, when you mentioned fertilizer uh, and then it's also plant animal waste. So when you think about it, whenever we flush our toilets, it goes down to the sewer, but where does that sewer lead? It just, it, a lot of, there's also a lot of leakage. So it just goes into the bay sometimes. So that and fertilizer, because there are lots of rural areas in the DMV area, leads to all these excess nutrients and uh, excess algae. Uh, Now to probably the most important part of today, how would you fix these problems, both by yourself and in a systematic way?
2: I think that um, one of the major contributors to this issue is like um like you were saying like leakage and um things just like running off into the water and I think it's interesting to look at that some of like the environmental policy that we have in place allows for a large amount of things to still end up in the water, which I think like economically, yeah, it makes sense. But if you're looking at it from an environmental standpoint, it's putting in less, but it's still putting in some. You know what I'm saying? So I think that maybe stricter policies that don't allow for so much wiggle room um, for companies and and also just general people. Like I know there are laws, like you can't obviously go up to your local sewer and pour an entire thing of car oil down, like that's illegal or like start dumping antifreeze into your sewer. But I think that some of the other um, like more like nonchalant things that people do can probably be cracked cracked down on a little more like things they're not even realizing, spreading awareness.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that also kind of touches on what Chloe was saying, how she didn't know that, I mean, I didn't know either, that you're not supposed to wash your own car because of those reasons. And it also kind of makes me think of that uh, article we read about um, electronic waste, how you buy a phone and you don't even think about when you're throwing your other phone away, like what happens to it afterwards. And you think, oh, I'm gonna wash my car at home and save some money, be financially smart, but you don't realize what you're actually doing to the environment. So I think something that we talked about in the air pollution episode is awareness. And I think that also applies here. Um, If people don't know that what they're doing is causing issues, then they're not gonna stop or try to find a solution.
0: I actually kind of disagree with the awareness part. I think it's more in liability. Because whenever you think of going to a national park, there's always those signs that say fine up to whatever amount it is, but you still see trash there it's because people don't think we held responsible because you, you can't really hold an entire group of people liable for this. I, I think a, a better way to do it is just to like, crack down on, on like concrete ways that it goes into the water or think of some sort of scientific solution that filters the water in some way
3: that's so true enforcing things is really hard and I would actually argue kind of both on Hannah and Alex's points here um it's difficult to look at individual contribution because there's certain that's certainly um significant but I think that sometimes you have to look to like um to really what what pollutes the most you know and, and to look at industry sometimes um i think for maryland maybe like increasing regulations on like use of pesticides and like um you know if i were working in that sort of business i would reassess you know if there's there a way to minimize that use um and i actually to jump back to our you know our hazardous waste episode you know some of that probably gets into the water as well so it's i think i think it is about liability and increasing regulation and and the unfortunate thing is you, you really do have to figure out a way to implement that enforcement so that sticks with people Um, although bringing awareness as a society so that we can start moving in a situation we're all more used to environmentally um you know better solutions to our everyday like you know situations would be um would be remarkable you know especially in our country with our current culture being so fraught (laughs) and uh and unaware of certain things
1: i think you bring up a really good point chloe and also alex um even though you disagreed, like, I I kind of agree with your disagreement, because I think the idea of spreading awareness also apply, also assumes that when people know they're going to do the right thing, but you mentioned, like, the signage and littering, so, yeah, I agree with, I agree with all of you guys.
0: Yeah, so we kind of talked about the systematic ways, for the most part, do you have any ideas of what you could do on your own? Just small things that you think could have a big impact. I'm not saying projects, like maybe take shorter showers or something, or just maybe think about that.
3: Mm. Think when you start paying your own bills for stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah like all of a sudden there's an incentive to take shorter showers <laughs> speaking from personal experience of course so I, th- I think um you know trying to be less wasteful in general in life you know um attempting to get leaks fixed you know that sort of thing <laughs> I yeah. think has been yeah helpful for individual stuff um and and I think it probably requires me to do a little bit more research on my part about other ways that I can contribute to not damaging our waterways nearly as much as they are right now
2: definitely I was just gonna say like when she brought up the example about the car like I know there's probably so many ways like now that I'm thinking about it that I'm like not purposefully um contributing to like the excess of nutrients Um, And so that just takes a simple Google search and I can see things I can like do better to try to fix the issue. Um, And also I think like kind of holding the places um, that also contribute accountable, like you personally can do that, like some of the big contributors. Like I didn't know this, but like when I was doing my research, like um, Baltimore has one of the big, the nation's biggest um, medical hazardous waste incinerators. I had no idea and they like contribute to the waste in the water, waste in the air and all these things. So I think holding like these big companies accountable is also something you as an individual can do um, to help the bigger problem. Yeah.
0: So I can, I'll say what the Maryland government suggested and it kind of matches the week's weather because it's been raining like all week, Um, (laughs) especially this morning. It says the Maryland government suggests to detach your downspouts to prevent them from flowing into into municipal storm drain systems, install rain barrels to collect the flow instead, which I think my family did for a few years, and it just stopped raining, and then we just didn't do it again. Uh, and it says create pervious walkways and driveways of crushed stone mulch or other materials that return wet rainwater to the ground. Like when I think about my sister's house, her walkway is slanted, but that's just because it's built. They probably had to fix it, but it goes. Right into the mulch. It doesn't go down the street into the drains. So that's what it's trying to think of, it's trying to suggest. And it says reconfigure your yard to create rain gardens in low lying areas and replace grass turf with native plants. So those are things you can implement every day, just to, maybe not huge steps, but to help solve the issue.
3: Sounds really yeah. good. Lots of good ideas.
0: Thanks for listening to Turpcast. Don't forget to donate to Capital Area Asset Builders. Find the link on our Spotify. This episode has been sponsored by Sticker Charge. Solo pega y carga.